Welcome back to another edition of the Purple Light Podcast. This is the fourth episode of Perp Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamin White and Tyler Zeman, joined with special guest star, junior and passionate Patriots fan, Chris Bobick. Today we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl last night between the Rams and the Patriots, the Penn's big trade earlier in the week, some UFC news surrounding Khabib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor, and uh, Premier League star Emilio Sala. All right, so first we'll go to Tyler Zeman, who's going to give us a little recap of last night's Super Bowl. So last night, Super Bowl 53 was held in Atlanta, Georgia at the Atlanta Falcons' new home stadium. The score ended 13-3 in favor of the Patriots, and it was nothing of what we expected. Everybody predicted high-score game, uh, two high-firing high, uh, offenses, and you wouldn't have guessed it if nobody told you. It was very defensive, and only one play was taken inside the 20-yard line when going to the end zone. Uh, For the Patriots, I mean, what else can you really accomplish at this point? Six Super Bowl titles, ties you with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, obviously year after year going to the Super Bowl. I mean, personally, as a Patriots fan, I can't ask for more, especially living in enemy territory. But Mm. about the game last Mm. night... The special teams, especially Matthew Slater, very underappreciated player in the league. Always a, always a perennial pro bowler. You know, just Ryan Allen, too. Great punter, pinning the Rams deep inside territory all night. Uh, the defense really stepping up, keeping Goff on the run. And two big plays by Brandon Cooks got completely erased with great coverage. And offense really couldn't get anything going. Until the fourth quarter, when Gronk the, does what the Gronk big does play with Gronkowski, I mean, Colin Wold, Colin beat up. He still made the play. He has a huge indent in his head. I hope he retires. I feel bad, but yes, it was a great play for sure. And then just Michelle punching it in. It's just, it's great to end like that, especially after everything that's going on through this season. Yeah, and everyone was sort of. I don't even know why. Maybe because. I don't know. They lost some people, traded away Danny Amendola and Malcolm Butler. But people were counting out the Patriots, thinking they weren't going to be nearly as good um, as they are as they were in previous years. But I like if I was a betting man, and I'm not anymore because I lost all my money betting on UFC fights. But had I been a betting man last night, I would have betted on the Patriots all the way, no doubts about it. Oh yeah, for sure. They started off strong. They started handing off the ball. The Rams had no answer. Uh, They get a few first downs, and Brady decides to throw it, and he goes 0-for-1 with one interception, and you're thinking, wow, the Rams have a chance. They they stop Brady on his first drive around midfield. They have to march it maybe 20 more yards uh, to get in the field goal range, and there's definite points on the boards here well you know in a blink of an eye Jared Goff and the offense are trotting off the field and the first of I think eight consecutive punts uh went underway I'm gonna give some big credit to Johnny Hacker the Rams punter I mean both punters were honestly the story of last night's game however Hacker 
has made it to the Pro Bowl numerous times in his career so far, even going back to when the Rams used to play in St. Louis. And he did set a Super Bowl record with a 65-yard punt, which was pretty impressive. And, Chris, I think this is a big part of the game plan last night. Um, feed the ball to Michelle. And this is his rookie season. And, I don't know, it seems like he didn't have a different running back every year. And you just sort of keep plugging him in and playing. But do you think he's been an underrated uh, star in this, what's been considered by most uh, an up-and-down season for the Patriots? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, mean, I for one, when they took him in the first round this year, after all of his I, – I knew he was a good running back in Georgia. I mean, obviously, it's a big, it's a big running back school. He went up against a fellow Georgia running back uh, with Todd Gurley last night. But I personally thought the pick was a bust at first. Uh, Lamar Jackson was still on the board, and the Patriots are still going to have to address the need for a future quarterback to – eventually succeed Tom Brady however Michelle has by far exceeded my expectations and he's definitely a a definitely he's definitely a key piece that they could have for years uh going forward yeah adding on that the Rams had zero answer to the run game and it opened up Tom it made Tom Brady's job so much easier he's they were he was able to stand in the pocket throw to wide open uh wide receivers like with with ease it's something you rarely see uh in the Kansas City Chiefs game second half Tom Brady finally had to stand there and pass the ball before that the Chiefs could not answer the run game and it really so it's a one-two punch like there's so many plays and instances that CBS went back and uh showed where both of the middle linebackers for the Rams would just step into the gaps and Right there in the middle of the field, there was just acres of space. No, there was no safety, no cover. It was just a, a playing playground for the Patriots wide receivers, and it wouldn't have been done without the without Michelle. And of course, Super Bowl MVP handed over to Julian Edelman, well over a hundred yards and double digit catches. It was a great performance by. Still a great team. Like, they're not going anywhere, guys. It's unfortunate, but if Brady's in the league, I'm saying he's winning seven. Maybe eight. I don't know. I don't want to see that happen, but I'm not an idiot. Uh, Just looking at Julian Edelman, just an underdog story. I mean, seventh-round draft pick as a quarterback out of Kent State converting to wide receiver. You know, it's just a great story for him. I mean, especially after the past year he's had, blowing out his ACL, missing all of last season, and obviously last year's Super Bowl loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. And to start off this year, you know, with a four-game suspension for an, for an unknown substance, um, it's definitely great to see him win that award. But um, it just makes everything that much more bittersweet. Yeah. Great, around, uh, great all-around performance by uh, the Patriots. Unfortunate for the Rams. But I think Jared Goff wins a ring in his future. Switching over from the NFL to the NHL, some happy news uh, in the Steel City. Penguins made a big trade with the Florida Panthers uh, earlier in the week, sending Derek Broussard down to Florida, acquiring uh, Bustad and McCann from the Panthers. Um, as far as I can tell, this is obviously the Penguins want to try and remain uh, relevant, get back in the playoff race get back to winning Stanley Cups and getting back to being a consistent franchise that can go deep into the season. Um, For me, this looks like a move to try and get some youth on an aging team. 
Uh, I don't know. What do you What do you think about it, Chris? Uh, personally, I feel like it was a good trade. I mean, looking back at last year when they acquired when they acquired uh, Broussard from Ottawa, they really overpaid for him and ended up losing that trade, giving up Ian Cole and some younger prospects. However, Broussard was expected to be a first line center playing a third line role with the Penguins, and he just never really meshed with any of their with any of their bottom six guys. Honestly. Um, they tried him out on the wing, didn't really help. So hopefully, hopefully a fresh start with Florida will help him out. Uh, however, getting Nick, getting Nick Bujestad and Jared McCann, two very solid young players. Um, the Penguins also did ship out Riley Shahan, formerly of the Detroit Red Wings. Um, a lot of people harped on Shahan a lot. However, I was never a huge critic of his. I always thought he played great defensive hockey. He was always a, I always thought he was a good bottom six forward. Um, it's definitely it definitely hurts to see him go for me personally because I thought he brought much more to the table than other people thought. Uh, however, hopefully he does pan out well for the Panthers. Um, Bugistad and McCann are rather young, and like J Man said, they're ve- they're aging or they're younger guys on an aging team. And they definitely should help insert some youth and some speed and some a little bit more aggressiveness into the, into an aging Penguins lineup. Uh, they did play the other night, or they did play both nights back to back. Getting here in Pittsburgh on Friday night during the national anthem, uh, definitely a crazy hectic day for them. However, it was good to see them get out on the ice, and you could definitely see that their impacts were made. McCann was skating all the was skating up and down the ice, throwing hits. Uh, Bujestad had a couple good quality chances, but just couldn't score. However, it definitely was a good trade uh, for the Penguins. Hopefully they didn't overpay too much. They did end up dealing a couple draft picks. Uh, however, I do feel that if they do end up winning a Stanley Cup with these with these two guys, uh, it'll, be all it'll worth definitely it. be all worth it. Yeah, and you know, at this point, it's trying to compete with those top teams in the East because the East is super solid this year. Uh, Tampa Bay, very scary team. We edged them out uh, in our last matchup, so that was cool to see. Uh, the Capitals, of course, always a threat. Flyers in the same division. Um, and just bringing this kind of youth to an aging team, these guys are going to develop well with guys like Malkin and Crosby in front of them, and hopefully they're the uh, next stars of the Pittsburgh Penguins as we continue to try and build championship teams year in and year out. From NHL trades to UFC drama, here's Jamin White. All right, so UFC 229 held back in October. One of the most anticipated fights of all time. One of the highest grossing pay-per-view fights of all time between Habib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor uh, for the lightweight uh, championship. Um, Clean fight overall. Habib pretty much dominated uh, McGregor. It's what happened after the fight that has caused so much controversy. So quick little rundown. Um, Habib threw after uh, beating McGregor solidly um, threw out his mouth guard at uh, McGregor's team jumped out of the ring and uh, pursued one of McGregor's uh, teammates um, it was pretty ugly but uh, it's, it does go to show that uh, everyone had it under control pretty fast um, then uh, McGregor would uh, assault someone from Habib's team, and there was so much drama flying around. Oh, Habib 
is uh, getting kicked out of the UFC permanently. Uh, his teammate's going to get uh, deported. McGregor's going to get deported. Um, and this was a court case that took long enough to happen. But it has finally happened. Their um, suspensions were revealed. Um, so the Nevada State Athletic Commission uh, has fined Habib $500,000 for the incident. They have fined McGregor $50,000. Um, now, they were each given, uh, I believe Habib was given a nine-month suspension, McGregor was given a six-month suspension. That's almost non-existent anymore because the fight took place in October. Uh, McGregor can fight as soon as April, I believe, and Habib can fight as soon as July. Now, tensions have arose. People are thinking Habib got too uh, steep of a punishment. They think they should have been equal. Um, either way... It's, it was a dark time for the UFC, the UFC brand. It's certainly, you know, not fixed. It's not fabricated. It's not anything like the WWE, but it certainly looked like it that night, and um, it was unfortunate for the sport. But Habib and McGregor have both taken shots at each other since then. They both won a rematch. Will it happen? I don't know. It's, it's hard. Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone's rising up the ranks in lightweight. He wants to fight McGregor next. Um... Uh, many people think Tony Ferguson should fight Habib for the belt as he's the number one contender right now, uh, right behind Habib. So a lot of stuff flying around, a lot of rumors. But what we do know is uh, these men lost a big uh, chunk of their purse and they will n not be fighting for a couple of months. So stay tuned. Should be interesting. Uh, look forward to John Jones fighting at UFC 235. That's going to be a great fight. So to wrap up the, this episode of Perp Take, uh, we don't like to get too serious. You know, we have to. We like to create a fun attitude in the room, have a good time when we're doing this, and uh, make content that people will enjoy. But you can't ignore the tragedies. And uh, Premier League uh, striker uh, Emiliano Sala has recently died in what was uh, at first a uh, case of a plane going missing. And um, Zeman has more information on that. Yeah, so... Um Monday morning, uh, over in Europe, they authorities said they have found the missing plane, and from the wreckage, there appears to be a body. So the investigators are going to try and try to find out more information. It's not clear whether the body is Salah or the pilot, but um, as some of you probably have heard by now. Sala was traveling from FC Nantes, a French team in the top tier, uh, from there to Cardiff, which is in Wales. His, the plane went down due to something. Nobody knows what, though. And sadly, Sala is believed to be uh, dead. But moving on, on that Sunday uh, evening before the news was announced early this morning cardiff city played was it sunday saturday I believe. saturday my bad uh cardiff city played bournemouth uh in the premier league and five minutes in cardiff city went on to score a goal and one of the players pulled out a shirt with emiliano sala on it uh just as a tribute to him then the team played very well. It was a very um, emotional performance, and 
it was uh it was hard to it's hard to see but throughout the game you could hear chants of the Cardiff fans um just chanting how Emilio Sala was one of their best strikers they've never had as he was supposed to make his debut earlier that week or earlier last week uh for the team so it's just sad news but it's hopeful or at least I hope that they find they find his body just for everybody to just rest assured that you know he's not lost out there you know they have they have justice for him yeah and like Zeman said it was a very emotional game very well played game by Carter City the fans showed up you know uh, players were very emotional coach was very emotional um and you know these are two teams that are at the bottom rankings of the Premier League but that doesn't matter right now they're just trying to do their best to move on in the season uh, while also uh, keeping the memory of uh, Sala firmly intact. Um, very unfortunate, bright future ahead of him. Um, but the team will not forget him, and neither will the fans. This has been another edition of the Perbolite podcast, Perp Take, uh, where we give you the biggest news in sports throughout the week. Special thanks to uh, Chris Bobick, who gave great insight on the Patriots' win over the Rams in Super Bowl 53, and, of course, the Penguins' trade of Derek Broussard. Uh, Additionally, this has been Jamin White and Tyler Zeman now signing off.